indeed welcome. And for those of you that were with us last hour, it's going to be fun this hour as well. Uh, our guest today is Robert Schwartz, and he's written a book called Courageous Souls. So what he did is he talked to a number of people who have an ability to tap the ethereal plane, and through that he discovered that people do have pre-birth contracts that they sign before they're born, and that indeed the difficult times and challenges that we endure here on earth are for a purpose. And it's so true. So we're going to talk further this hour with uh, Robert Schwartz, the book again, Courageous Souls, Do We Plan Our Life Challenges Before Birth? How you doing, Rob? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for being with us again. Go for it, Keith. So basically... Before we're born, we have a um, we pre-birth contract, like a, a predestination, a predestiny schedule for our life, and then we have somewhat of a free will within that predestiny during the life. Is that how you see it? Yes, I, I think that the pre-birth plan, um, first of all, it puts in certain parameters that, that we can't change once we get here, like the time when we're born, where we're born, who our parents are, who our siblings are, things like that. Sure. So there's a, there's this broad framework that's put in place by the pre-birth plan. Now, my research shows that a lot of the details are also planned, but this is more where the free will comes in. For example, you might have planned to go to a particular school before you were born, but then when you get here, you make a different free will choice and you go to a different school. So you always have free will. And you can deviate from the pre-birth plan anytime you want to, as much or as little as you like. Now, uh, some people say, well, does that mean that I can sidestep whatever challenges I planned for myself? And I think the answer to that is both yes and no, depending upon how important the challenge is to your soul and the probability with which it was planned. Some of the stories in Courageous Souls, the challenges were planned as very, very high probabilities, and it would have been difficult, if not impossible, for people to sidestep, the, sidestep them. Then there are others, for example, the story of Doris, the woman who uh, had breast cancer, where it was planned more as a potential, where it might or might not happen, depending mm-hmm. upon certain free will decisions that she made. So there are these varying probabilities. You know, I also find there's what's called and threaded through the whole pre-birth contract, a higher destiny and lower destinies. And then there's also propensities, like you would have like an 80% chance of going down this path and a 60% or 20% chance of going down that path. And so, you know, what we like to encourage people is um, those on a spiritual path who are awake enough to know about this to set the internal intent inside of themselves that they would like to be constantly making choices in their free will that keeps them aligned with their higher destiny, which is usually the place where you can not only um, learn the most, but also contribute the most. And that sometimes our free will choices, what we're doing is saying, well, that that path is maybe too hard or too challenging, so I'd rather go an easier path. And although that might be easier in the moment, it doesn't necessarily give us the greatest fulfillment, the greatest learning, or the greatest contribution. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Charmaine, one of the questions that, that I'm often asked is, where is this intersection between the pre-birth planning and the free will? And I, I think that where those two areas intersect is love. And what I mean is that I believe personally that we 
as souls are made quite literally from the energy of unconditional love. Uh, but then we forget that when we come here. We have this sort of self-induced, self-selected amnesia, and we start to identify with our personalities, with our bodies, and we believe that that's who we are. And I think that the, the pre-birth uh, challenges that we've chosen are intended to call us into recollection of ourselves as unconditionally loving beings because from the soul's perspective, to forget that and then remember it while in body, it leads to a more profound self-knowing. So if you, through the use of your free will decisions, become a very, very loving person, uh, then perhaps you obviate the need for some of these challenges because that's the effect that they were intended to have on you. So in, in that case, that might be a way to sidestep some of them and yet still be on that higher destiny that you referred to. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Robert Schwartz, author of Courageous Souls. You know, um, the teachings we've been taught, Rob, are that um, while God is love and evolution, out of God comes dark and light souls, souls that are anchored in both the dark and the light. And as, you know, I'm one of the souls that was anchored uh, in the light, but that means I'm predominantly in the light, at least 50%, probably 51% in the light. In my case, I think it was a bit higher than that. But nevertheless, my job in route back to God is then to take that part of me that was actually born out of God dark and transform it back into light. That's my job. On the dark side, it's the reverse. And God actually, you know, everything comes from God. So souls anchored from the dark are also from God. So one of the, the tricky things with free will is, you know, if we're down here on earth and say we've, we've brought in 80% light and a 20% chunk of dark, which is going to be the, the dark patterning that we have that we're actually here to transform. And that dark patterning is going to not want to be turned into light. So while uh, we have free will and in a in a higher destiny path. The the dark sides of ourself, and you know, we all know our different little dark sides: selfishness, greed. Uh, you know, the list goes on. These dark sides, these dark sides also tend to influence the free will that we make, and so a lot of times that's the battle at hand. Well, I, I agree with you, and I, and I think one way to look at that, an analogy I like to use is that, you know, the way a light bulb works is that there is an inflow of a negative current and a positive current. Now, in the vernacular, the terms negative and positive, we generally use them as pejoratives. The negative equals bad and positive equals good. But when you apply words like that to electrical current, they're not pejoratives. They're just neutral descriptors of the polarity of the sure, current. that's yeah. right. So you, you have this inflow of the negative and the positive into the light bulb, and then within the light bulb, the two combine in a sort of alchemical transmutation or transformation, and they produce light. And so I, I th the reason I think this is so important is that we're sort of human light bulbs, so to speak, and we have, as you say, the dark and then the light both within us. And the way it's set up here is that we ideally, I think what our souls are hoping we will do is that the two will meet and combine in a similar kind of alchemical transformation and be transformed into light. 
Well, except for those that are dark. Souls that are anchored in the dark are actually working to anchor their light into the dark on behalf of God. Because half of half of all souls that come out of God are anchored in the dark. And although they will go back and forth into dark and light lifetimes, as we do also, their job is to continue to anchor the dark in the universe. Well, I, you know, I'll have to say that that is something that I did not come across in, in my research. What I saw is that uh, you certainly have people playing what could be called dark roles here, uh, say the role of a murderer, but then when that personality would return to spirit, uh, what I saw in the pre-birth planning sessions is that those people who had played the dark roles were just as loving and compassionate and just as service-oriented as uh, the souls who played roles of light when they were in body. So I, I didn't, I, I, whether or not, I'm not disputing what you're saying, but I, I didn't actually see that in my own research. Yes. You know, it's kind of interesting because for some reason this seems to be new information on the planet, and I know the guides that, um, the trans channel, the guides that came through the trans channel that trained us in this, he was unusually clear. They came through with amazing stories about, you know, why souls had certain lessons and information. And, you know, they made it, you know, they made all this very, very clear to us. And I noticed that not many people are aware of it. And Keith and I often say that we're the next wave of information uh, being brought down to the planet. And I know there are others that know what we know, but not a lot of them. And uh, I, I think it's important to know because so many of us want to think that everything's just love and light, and it isn't. And, you know, out on a soul level, there are souls that are anchored in the dark. That's where they stay. They're not interested in the light, and they shouldn't be. You know, their job is to keep presenting the dark, and the light's job is to keep presenting the light, the light and the two different sides keep triggering and teaching each other. Well, this reminds me of, like, out in the universe, you have the bright stars, and then you have the just suffocating black holes and it's all part of the galaxies it's not just bright stars yeah so i you know i think it all goes together you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charme amber your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time monday through saturday 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern right here on crn our guest today is robert schwartz author of courageous souls you know um there's a lot of inefficient, non-productive attitudes, and I, I believe one of our jobs down on Earth here is to outgrow them. And some of them are like fear, blame, excusing, judging, selfishness, uh, self-pity, resentment, anger, etc. Is that how you see it, Rob? Yeah, I, I think those are, are all very common human sorts of feelings and emotions, and um, you know that, that that's what some people would refer to as the ego self or the false personality. Yeah. And you can you can choose to identify with that and believe that that's who you are, or you can redefine yourself. And this is really the point of my book to encourage people to redefine themselves as holy, uh, courageous, eternal souls. And I think when you make that kind of a shift in in self identity, it allows you to then rise above that that ego self or that false personality. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, in karma, or uh, like 
when a person has a really rough situation, and your book, you know, lists a lot, a lot of them, accidents and, and deaths of friends and, and uh, being in the wheelchair crippled and all these kind of things. If people, and I think this might be the heart and soul of your, your motive for writing this book, if people actually see the karma or the rhyme and reason by which, you know, for instance, I, I've counseled many people who have parents that they're just, you know, they're 40, 50, 60 years old, and they're still livid about their parents. Once they see the karma that that they're involved with, and the rhyme and reason why they ordered up parents like that to be their parents growing up, a lot of times immediate forgiveness happens. And these are grudges that have been just entrenched uh, health uh, health um, non-healthful grudges for years, and all of a sudden it's just turned, the whole thing's turned around. Well, Keith, what, what you've talked about, that kind of profound forgiveness, this is one of the main reasons why I wrote Courageous Souls. Uh, to me, one of the most powerful stories in the book is, is a woman, Christina, who uh, planned before she was born to be the quote-unquote victim in a bomb explosion. You've got 20 now, seconds before break. 20 seconds. Well, Christina, Christina was in a bomb explosion, and it opened up her psychic gift. She started to talk to her oh, guides. Wow. They told her, you planned this. She said, why? They said, because you wanted to become a gifted healer, and you needed to heal yourself first in order to learn about it. And that knowledge actually allowed her to forgive the person who planted the bomb. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves. Our guest, uh, Robert Schwartz, author of Courageous Souls. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 